0: Chapter twenty one of the Way of the Wind by zoe anderson norris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. Chapter twenty one. Thereafter, at station after station, a tall, gaunt man may have been seen handling baggage, running errands, caring for the cattle, doing any sort of work, no matter how humble, that lay to his hand making his way slowly wearily but steadily on toward the south seth working his way home to celia he slept in baggage cars on cattle trains he swung to steps of trains moved off and clung there between brief stations he stopped over at small towns and earned his bread at odd jobs bread and sufficient money sometimes to move on steadily for a day or two strange weathers burned and bit him he walked heavily in the path of the wind overhung by pale clouds he slept under the stars out in the open it was days before he passed the plains the place of the sleepless winds where wan white skies bent above the grass of the hot dry pulse the lifeless grass that wailed into the ceaseless wind, its dirge of death and decay. It was weeks before he reached Kansas City, the city of hills, with lights hung high and lights hung low. Here he found a place as brakeman and worked his way into Missouri. Here it was, as if an ocean steamer had suddenly stopped the whir of its wheels at the approach of the pilot come out from shore to tug it in. THE WIND HAD STOPPED BLOWING. THE POSITION WAS ONLY TEMPORARY. ANOTHER brakeman TAKING HIS PLACE, SETH WALKED. HE WAS NOT SORRY TO WALK IN THIS QUIET LAND. HOW TENDERLY GREEN THE SHRUBBERY WAS, HOW BEAUTIFUL. MINGLED WITH THE DARKER GREEN OF THE CEDAR AND PINE, THE BROWN GREEN OF THE CONE. HOW SWEET THE SLOW GREEN TREES. NOT WIND-SWEPT not torn by the wild wet fingers of the wind, not lashed with hot and scathing fingers gone dry with drought, but still and peaceful. A sleepy world of streams it was, a sleepy world of streams and sweet green trees, among whose leaflets gentle zephyrs breathed scarcely perceptible sighs of pure contentment. Patiently, contentedly, he walked mile after mile through this beautiful missouri which was so like home among these tall sighing trees under the protection of their great still umbrella-like heads thinking of his dream celia whom he was soon to see the absence of the wind had left his brain clear since it was so short a time until his dream was to become a reality No longing or heartache served to set his brain afire with the agony of despair. Calmly, he walked in the white straight rain among the tender trees, his tired brain clear, thinking of her. How would she receive him? Surely, in spite of his empty-handedness, she would greet him lovingly because of their long separation and the death of the child. Surely she would receive him lovingly because of the endless days that had divided them. Those days! Those days! But he refused to let his mind dwell on the deadly length of them. It might sadden again. In the world, he reasoned, there were those two only, Celia and himself. Should they not cling together? True, he would arrive empty-handed, but he could make a living for her and himself in the old town. He was not without friends there. There were those who had loved him in the olden time. They would give him work. They would help him build up his lost fortunes. He would spend his life in retrieving, in compensating to Celia for the foolish years that he had spent dreaming dreams. In St. Louis he remained for weeks working about the station in the effort to earn enough for his ride to Cincinnati. At length he succeeded, but on an emigrant train. He rode for a day, looking out the window at the landscape swimming by, rather than at his wild-eyed companions, crowded together like sheep. At the end of the day he arrived at Cincinnati. And then Seth came into, into God's country, End of chapter twenty one. Recording by Roger Moline.